Can a marriage survive infidelity? We dig deep to explore this thorny question. Join me, Jean-Claude Chalmet, and founder of The Place Retreats and a featured columnist for The Times, with Amy Cooper and Louise Daniels, on The Place Retreats podcast. Search Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite Android app. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to your next episode. I'm Louise Daniels and I'm here with Amy. Um, hello. hello. How was you? Um, what are your new? How are your New Year's resolutions? Well, going? do you know what, Lou? My New Year's resolution was to um, not be on my phone every 20 to 30 seconds. Um, I'll be honest with you, I don't know how that's working out mm. because we are here in December. Yeah, yeah we so have let's to just record ha- this early because Amy's going on holiday. I'm so. going away. <laughs> let's have a little peek behind the, the velvet curtain here. This is this is how that's working out. Um, yeah, you're, you're, um, I'm going up to the Lake District mm-hmm. with my family and I, that means I'm going to miss you going to speak to Sober Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, Dave Wilson, Dave yeah, Wilson. and he's known on Instagram as Sober Dave, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which um, this it, it is a bit of a subject close to my heart because, as we were talking about before, I uh, I've not had a drink for fourteen months, wow. and. Um, Oh, look at me being really smug and self-righteous yeah. just saying that. <laughs> no, you're uh, not. You're no. just announcing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just sort of announcing it, just like making it, the rest of us feel bad. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I, I, that's my main. That was the main aim of yeah. doing it, just to make everyone else feel shit about drinking. Um, I stopped drinking. Um, I did stop October in 2000 and. 18 mm. is that right 19 yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. so so we're in 2019 yeah. um but no we're in 2020 no, it's going oh, out in 220 the, the cr- just getting chronology yeah. is yeah <laughs> it's, it's all right it doesn't take much does no. it to, to, to throw us um it, it's not like one day at a time for me i mean i i had a lot mm. uh, i had a lot to drink in the mm. 90s and yeah. lots of other things as well um uh, but i think that for me it was just I'm a bit of a control freak. And for me, I was just finding that um, waking up at sort of half six mm. with my three, four-year-old, mm. I couldn't do those mornings anymore. No. I just couldn't do it anymore. And, and yeah, I just sort of... It, it, it wasn't difficult to do Stoptober. And it really wasn't difficult to just not start drinking again. Yeah. But the thing that is difficult, and you will no doubt get into this with him, um, with, with Sober Dave... Uh, the, the, it's not the not drinking that's difficult. It's the the feeling stuff. Mm. You know, mm, yeah. we we tend to kind of um, just smudge those. Just take the edge off. Take the edge Let's off. just yeah. take the edge off. Absolutely. You know, oh, today's been shit. Let's yeah. have a drink. Today was great. We won that contract. Let's have a drink. Do you know what <laughs> yes. I mean? Yeah. And that and that is part of our culture and it's part mm. of our the the, the society. Mm. I think. Mm. Um, and sometimes there's the there've been times where I, it, it would have been easier for me to say to people. 
I almost had my children taken off me. Like social services were involved and that's why I don't drink. You know, rather than the thing of sort of like, I just don't fancy a drink. So I think sometimes the thing is actually, it's more in my mind that I think everyone else is concerned with whether I'm drinking or not. Yeah. And that's part of a process of just thinking, nobody gives a shit, no, no, really? No. Do you know what I mean? You know, yeah. it's... Yeah. What about you? What's your um, relationship? Like? My relationship with booze? Yeah. Um, I don't tend to drink during the week um, because I have to get up at six and I just find that I can't function very well. Um, but I really like to drink at the weekends and I probably have far too much at the weekends as well. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's one of those things and I think we've exchanged a few messages about mm. this when, you know, you get that beer blues and the beer fear the next day. Mm. Uh, but actually, uh, y- you'll know. Mm. You, you you will just come to a decision. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, and I'm, I'm not saying you as in you, Louise. I'm mm. just saying one. Yeah. One knows yeah. when yeah. one has had had enough enough and just yeah absolutely <laughs> and it, it, yeah you just it, yeah. I think it's and actually I'm not saying that I would never have a drink have again. a drink again no. it is just no. at this point and the other thing I was saying before we do all of our gold material off the mic <laughs> like we, we we sit and have a chat beforehand it's like well let's save all this um, I, I was saying that actually it, it's serendipitous that I've stopped drinking and then I've had this real productive creative. Um, Flow and and surge yeah, with all your stand and energy yeah. to do stuff yeah. and also coming back on the train at night sometimes mm. on that Stella mm. Stella Artois train yeah. <laughs> you know like if I don't have my wits about me mm. then I can't film people falling over on my Instagram stories <laughs> do you know what yeah. I mean like I need to be compass mentor yeah. so yeah. that no I mean from a safety point of view yeah. and being able to drive to gigs and stuff like that yeah. and there is a lot of alcoholism in, yeah. in comedy oh, I've I've, I've, yeah. I've noticed that um, yeah. I mean you know. I think it, you know it takes a few. It takes a bit of Dutch courage to mm, get up there, but yeah. I will. I'll be really um, interested to see yeah. what Dave's got to say about it. Hi, yeah. Hello. I'm so excited to meet you in real uh, life. Oh, I gave him a big you. hug when I met him, but, uh, which <laughs> must have been weird for him. But I feel like I just know him. That's really nice. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a bit of background. Um, Dave runs his own carpet company, and he's the handyman on over 200 episodes of the TV program 60 Minute Makeover with Peter Andre. That's so, right. Yeah. He's dad to George, who's in his 20s, and married to Emma, who is known on Instagram as Limitless M. Um, and over a nine-year period, she's been diagnosed with. Cancer cancer three times and most recently in 2019 yeah. last January yeah, yeah. Um, and you've been with her since since her second diagnosis which yes. was before that yeah. um, and your stepdad to her four children she's got triplets who are 10 and a teenager Indeed. Yeah, so that's a really busy household I know I know <laughs> so I follow M on Instagram and that's how I came across you Dave yeah. um, and M's a, a blogger speaker and author of uh, a book called All That Followed a story of cancer kids and the fear of leaving too soon um, and both of you talk really openly openly about um, cancer, sobriety, parenting, almost almost everything. Pretty much everything. <laughs> because actually all of that, I suppose, just is affects your whole life. It and, does, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, and, you know, your honesty and your uh, generosity in supporting others is what makes you both really loved by everybody that follows oh, you. That's really you. clear from your Instagram feed and the, you know, the comments that people make and it seems like you're both very aware of what each other is going through and you're a really strong unit and that's very apparent through both of your you know, Instagram feeds and I really recommend um, following both Dave and M because 
they, um, for me, I think you kind of epitomise all the things that are really good about Instagram. And there's lots of things that aren't good about it. Um, but you're, you know, I'm quite um, selective about who I follow you know, on Instagram. Um, and, you know, you're a really sort of value, both of you, a really valuable source of, um, you know, information and education. That's a fabulous testimony. Oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> but our discussion today is going to be around dry January and sobriety, uh, you know, or uh, also, you know, moderation um, it, uh, when it comes to alcohol, because I, you know, the feeling I get from you is, you know, you're not just all about people have got to stop drinking, but it's about thinking about it not just yeah being more mindful yeah, about it being maybe, mindful you know? yeah, yeah yeah absolutely mindful about yeah. about your drinking yeah because what I've noticed, I think, is I was chatting to my friend about it the other day and I was saying, you know, we've just kind of got into a bit of a habit of, like, weekends, what we're we doing, oh, we'll just get really drunk. <laughs> sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. Friday or Saturday night or you know, maybe both, yeah. you know, without even thinking about it and not having to think. We don't think about, oh, should we do something? We just sort of get together and have wine and, you know, have too much wine, really. Yeah. For those embarking on, in, um, on dry January, um, it might be that, you know, after a December of excess, the first few days might not be too hard to lay off the booze. But then a week or so in when we're all feeling much better and healthier and more alert and then forgetting that sort of jaded feeling after a night of drinking. That's why I thought it would be good to have to broadcast this just a, like a little bit rather than doing it. Midway, right yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You're in your, your mid-50s, yeah. Dave, is that right? Um, and when you got together with... Uh, M, you were heavily drinking already, weren't you? And had been for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was heavily drinking. She didn't really know that. No. Uh, yeah. And when you've got a drink dependency, uh, like I had, you tend to hide it as well because right. you're a bit embarrassed about it. Yeah. You don't come out and say, hey, you know what? <laughs> no. We get we're on really well, but I'm a chronic alcoholic. <laughs> but did you think that you were at the time? Did well, you think you had it in, under control at that point? No, not at all. No? No, no, no. You kind of knew that it was a problem. Oh, I knew it was yeah. a problem. And because I lived on my own when we met each other, I could go home and I could down mm. the alcohol without already knowing yep. and, and I used to make excuses up and say do you know what we've had a good old chat now I might watch a film tonight um, let's talk tomorrow because yeah. I knew by nine o'clock I wouldn't be able to have a normal conversation I'd be slurring and yeah. I didn't want her to know that No. so I used to make all these excuses up and then that was it my evening was free feet up yeah. And uh, yeah, I was heavily into spirits as well by then. Right. So yeah. I used to get blotto mm -hmm. every night. Really. Did you ever drink during the day? Um, only at weekends, you know. I, it was a weird thing for me because when you talk to people with drink dependency, we, they've or we've got all different routines. Mm. You know, you, I know so, I've heard of some people that have downed a glass of wine they left from the night before on the way to work they've seen it on the table they pick it up down it and then get on yeah. the bus yeah but for me it wasn't like that it was i was a uh functioning drinker yeah so i was mindful that uh i couldn't talk to customers after a drink and that but um if i had a day off i might start maybe three o'clock in the afternoon mm. uh weekends the old excuse the football's on Sunday was the big one mm. because I used to uh, have a lock-in at home and start drinking at midday because the pubs open at midday. Yeah. So my excuse was, well, the pubs were open. Well, it's acceptable. Two yeah. rounds of football on, mm. one o'clock, four o'clock, have a little sleep, wake up, 
start again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, I did have my set routine. Yeah. Um, but I found it, it escalated through the years. So it started with the weaker lagers when I was younger, then the, the Stellas and the Peronis and whatever. And then I lived on my own for a long time and I become a bit of a recluse. Mm. So I never used to go out. I used to go Friday to the supermarket, mm. stock up for the whole weekend and emerge Monday morning looking like absolute crap. So you weren't like a party? No, not no, at all. Very uh, much re- solitude. Recluse, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, solitary. You know? and, yeah. and I just used to slip away into my own world and mm. that is what I really enjoy doing. So the narrative between that life to meeting em when she's got four kids running around and you know when i eventually moved in it was it was a real blow like a real shock to the system of how am i going to manage this you know did you tell did did you tell her before you moved in because she wasn't aware while you weren't living with her and uh, well good old dave blundered in right at the end you know like it was a week before yeah. And we were sitting at the dinner table at my house and I said, I, I've got to tell you something. And she, she looked horrified and, you know, <clears throat> I said, I think I'm a functioning alcoholic. And you imagine for her, yeah. she lived on her own for a long time. She knew where she was with the discipline with the kids and that. All of a sudden, the man who sold his house and is moving into her house is declared as a functioning alcoholic. Yeah. And it didn't really go down that well. No. But I, I honestly thought I could control it before I moved in. But I just used to make excuses all the time. And it would be like, oh, i sort it out next week. Or, yeah. you know, oh, I'll be all right. I can handle it. But by the time I moved in, mm. it, I really struggled, you know, massively. Because because you couldn't just at the end of the day come in no. and shut the door. and No, no. And, and I was just... accountable then, you know, mm. like... Um, I, I used to say to him, uh, oh, should we have a glass of wine tonight? She went, oh, really? Because it wasn't part of her routine, you yeah. know. She might have a glass at the weekend. But for me, it's like, what am I going to do? There's all these kids jumping all over each other and there's me dying for a drink. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and it was a real, you know, it was. I was laying in bed staring at the ceiling thinking, well, this is my life now. I yeah. can't escape into the bottle because... But the, the, the thing is, when when you've got this dependency you become really clever Mm. so i worked out techniques over the few weeks after that to incorporate into our lives and that and i suppose the worst thing was that she become a Mm. a heavier drinker Mm. really because we used to drink encouraging her yeah let's have a we pop out tonight we can have a drink and stuff like that so it was a real challenge the yeah. first few months, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, your did so did had you ever thought about giving up alcohol completely before that? Had you ever tried it? Had you ever, you know? I did a dry Jan a few years ago, mm. and I lasted till about the twenty first. But I was younger, and my social life was flying. Mm. I didn't have a partner, and do you know what? I just thought. What's the point of this? Yeah. I'm only going to binge in February anyway. Well, you're I'd... not accountable to anybody. Exactly, either, and that's yeah, what it yeah. was. And mm. I, I didn't have the same mindset as I did last year, really. Um, and my health was better, mm. you know. I, I yeah. think I was in my mid-30s. But 20 years on, after yeah. drinking every day, you realise how bad your health is. Mm. I mean, my blood pressure was in a diabolical state. Right, yeah, right. I was put on immediate medication mm. when I had a, a blood pressure test. and. Oh. There were lots of little warning signs that made me think, do you know what, um, 
I've got to think about this. And that's now. what I was saying earlier about how it seems to be something that is. So I'm 50, and so my friends are sort of like 45 to, you know, up to 60 and beyond. Yeah. And. Uh, it, it's it's this time where I, you know, and it's something we weren't thinking about. And I was probably drinking more when I was in my thirties. Yeah, didn't give it a second thought. No. I was absolutely, you know, fine. It would, wouldn't have occurred to me that I shouldn't be or to be worried about it at all. Um, but now it seems. So, do you think that? Yeah, is that slightly sort of starting to notice health things? And I think visually, you look in the mirror and you think, God, I'm not aging well. And mm. you know, I had a thing. I mean, I put on a lot of weight, right? Um, because I was basically sitting about just drinking at home all the time. Loads of calories. Yeah, they went to calories yeah. because yeah. they were above what you're eating. Yeah. You know? And I used to bend over to do my shoes up and I'd be out of breath because <laughs> I, I couldn't do it. I was wheezing yeah. like an old man. And there was another time that I went to the gym and they got these machines that they can monitor your estimated age. Mm-hmm. And um, so I printed out the ticket at the end thinking, well, you know, I'm quite a fit, healthy bloke, really, fooling myself. It said 79 years old. No. Oh yeah, God. and I was 53 or something oh like that. Oh, God. <laughs> So, um, I think, is January the 7th your uh, one-year anniversary of being sober? Good. (laughs) So, how do you feel about that? Because that's in a a few days, that's looming. Is it a a huge milestone for you emotionally? Is it, 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 how do you, I just wonder how you feel. Can I just stand up and scream? (laughs) That's how it feels to me. With joy? Joy, absolute. (laughs) I cannot tell you yeah. how much that means to me wow. yeah. and I, I will say I'm so proud of myself because I never ever thought I'd be able to do it uh, I started off um, as a three month challenge not dry January a friend said to me he knew the situation I was in at home and he he obviously saw how I looked because mm. I wasn't looking my best and I got a random text saying uh, how do you feel about um giving up alcohol three months see where you are in your marriage your health and your general life and I had a hangover when I read it and I just threw the phone down and burst out laughing three months can't even go up for three days yeah, you know yeah. but that trickled in throughout the day and by that evening it, it was like a spiritual awakening I thought wow. do you know what I, I wonder how I would be yeah. in three months and I, I went to see him now that, that's the thing if he wasn't in I don't know where I'd be now I'd like to just think about, you know, people who are listening and all the triggers for drinking that might be problematic for them. So everyone's got different triggers. I imagine that when that voice in your head starts suggesting that a couple of drinks will be fine because it's someone's birthday or it's the weekend, you know, that voice presumably can be very convincing. Um, And I'm imagining perhaps similar for, for... everyone and you you must have had those moments where you know how do you keep track um on you know those mental conversations that that you have with yourself in that in those moments when you're do do you have that yeah yeah, i've had that i mean yeah i mean i basically throw a tantrum with myself Mm. um i think the first time we had quite a early spring and it was hot and where i live Ones um, with common, you normally get a lot of people that put the picnic blankets out and it's all proper picnics, you know, champagne mm. and crystal glasses mm. and that. And I was walking my little chihuahua and I saw these people drinking 
and it was like one o'clock on a Saturday afternoon, you know, and and it really hit me. Mm. I thought this was late April or something like that. Yeah. So I was three and a half, four months or whatever. And the first three months, I think I got my head down and I thought, right, this and is it was a new winter. Yeah. This is the thing. But yeah, then so you when say you... it's winter, but then there's red wine bonfire <laughs> in the pub. There's always something, you I know? know. But it's more in your face, isn't it, when the weather starts yeah. getting nice? Well, it was the, the fact that everyone was relaxing and you associate that with drinking, don't you? Mm. You know, oh, I've worked hard all yeah. week. I'm going to have a nice glass of wine or champagne. The kiddies were over there playing with the football and that. And I saw this and I, I just basically went off at a tangent across the common and then I saw the pub with the pub garden heaving yeah. and that. And I literally was swearing out loud. What yeah. is this bullshit yeah. and yeah. whatever. But I went for a long walk and then I had a, a good talk to myself and I thought, you know, this is a lifestyle change here. You, you've got to get over this. You're not going to sail through this at all. Yeah. This is a challenge you're going to come up with against many, many, many times. Mm. Um, and after an hour or so, I was okay. Yeah. But I, I can see how easy it may be to just slip there yeah. because you can just say, yeah. Do you know what, sod it. You know, the wine witch in your ear all saying, yeah. have a glass of wine, yeah, have yeah. a glass of wine, or the beer monster, yeah. you know. It's a year now, and, and I've gone through everything. Yes. I've ticked so many boxes, apart yeah. from a wedding. Right. Right? Mm. So I've gone through the whole lot, and I've forced myself as well. I've, got, I've gone away on my own. Right. I went to Brighton for three nights, right at the beginning, right. and they had a bloody beer festival on there for three days. Oh, my God. And I was literally walking <laughs> along the promenade, and there was all these people with tankards of beer and whatever... But it was my way of dealing with it. So my way of looking at it was by staring it straight in the eyes, you know. It, it, that's how I dealt with it. So what about friends? Because um, that's something that's a real struggle for many people because their socialising with their mates revolves around drinking. Yeah. Um, so have you found that some friends have fallen by the wayside? You know, how does it work if your friends still like to drink and, 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 and you're not anymore? Because I was such a big drinker, um, I, the friends that I've got, I think on some level, and if they're listening to this, they might not agree, <laughs> but because I don't drink now, it triggers their issue with drink mm. because I don't get invited anywhere anymore right. by my drinking friends. Right Now, the non-drinking friends, my social life has never been so yeah. busy. <laughs> But yeah, I used to. It used to be, oh, Dave, I'll meet you after work for a few beers and whatever, and that's stopped now. Because they think, oh, there's no point because he's not drinking. Bitter, maybe, yeah. or because they can't feel so relaxed drinking if I'm not drinking. Yeah. You know, I'd imagine that if when I was drinking and I was with someone having one Coke in an hour and I've had four or five pints of Peroni. It's going to make you feel a bit. Yeah, yeah, I think it would make me feel awkward yeah. and whatever. So I'd probably think, oh, I'd rather not invite him. Yeah. 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. What support did you get or or did you just do it by yourself? Did, have you been going to AA or had counselling or...? Um, I tried AA. But I got stuck into um, self-care. I went on a mindful retreat in Devon. That was wonderful. All like right. four days. Yeah. Um, of no mobile phones, laptops, anything. And, there and did were, you go by yourself? Yeah. I and did you my... ever done anything like that before? No, no it wasn't like your it was, usual it thing. It was no. unbelievable because yeah. it really made you reflect on things, you wow. know. And uh, I came back from that and that's when Em was re-diagnosed. Right. I, I mm. met her at the Marsden on the Monday, so it's a real, yeah. like, come down and she was re-diagnosed. Yeah. But for me, that could have been a time for me to think, I cannot... Um, give up drinking now I just can't but I thought of it the other way around I thought she needs my support here right. I need to be present here because yeah. of course the when I met her she was diagnosed yeah. and I was still drinking heavily yeah. so I numbed everything out mm. so yeah and that was a turning point for us as well because I, when you give up drinking you feel everything you know all your emotions come out because yeah. before you'd numb them before so mm. all of a sudden it's like what is this mm. What, mm. how am I going to deal with this mm. you know before it'd be oh I'll just get drunk and it'd go yeah. away so your Instagram feed, you know, on your feed, your stories and, and on your posts, you you know, you voice um, exactly how you feel on a daily basis, yes. more or less. Yes. Um, and of course, that fluctuates. So, you know, sometimes you're feeling strong and positive, but you also share those moments when you're, you know, um, maybe having a bit of doubt or weakness or you know, yeah. finding it, it difficult and the responses I see from um, people you know uh, for whom it, you ob- it obviously really reminds them that they're not alone yes. and that is you you can just tell that people really appreciate that and, and it means a huge amount to them um, and presumably that helps you too does it was part of it sort of going right I'm going to be really public about this because 100% and um, I think uh, I try to make my Instagram as authentic as I can Mm. but as real as I can because Mm. I'm not going to be this person who's oh my god I'm you know my life's amazing and it's the best thing you can do because there are some terrible times Mm. that I've been through Mm. and I want to tell people about that so they feel like they can relate to Mm. it you know, and I'm not this sober machine that can go through and everyone thinks, oh, my God, yeah. he's invincible because yeah. I'm not. No. And even now, after a year, I might have a couple of hours that I think, do you know what? I, I could absolutely muller a mm. cold pint. Yeah. I could really do it. 
But I think the longer you go on, the more you get used to feeling like that, so you brush it off quicker. Right. But I, I'm real, you mm. know, I'm a human being that I, I still have emotions about, you know, at Christmas we went for a meal in the pub and the pub was literally full of people, red wine and beers and that, and mm. I sat there with my lime and soda and thinking I'm envious. Mm. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm jealous of the fear of missing out thing, but then I remind myself of how how far I've come and what I've achieved mm. and what I've got ahead. You know, that's exciting. Yeah. But I couldn't wait for the chimes at 12 to come. So I think, right, 2020 is yeah. a new year, but a new decade. Yeah. I'm so excited about mm. what's ahead for me. Mm. And I hope to include others in that as well. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, that just... brings me on to my next question, yes. which is, you know, you're so generous with your time and, you know, you spend time, you know, responding and supporting others, you know, on their path to sobriety or, or just you know, moderation when it comes to alcohol. Um, and I know you've held, you know, sober socials in 2019 and you're starting a recovery mentoring course too. Yeah. Um, so can you can you tell us a bit about that and, and about your plans for the things you got planned for for 2020 yeah i can i mean um i was invited to observe at a recovery meeting and i didn't really know what to expect and when i left there well actually at the end i put my hand up and, and said can i say something and i said i feel incredibly emotional for what i've just witnessed mm -hmm. you know real people that have expressed real hard emotions mm. of their hourly mm. battle yeah. to not have drugs or to not pick up the bottle in the morning and I, I almost nearly cried yeah. talking about it and I went to another one and people were coming up to me and saying oh hi Dave thanks for coming in and Chris who who runs it that day he said look I, I want to train you um, to become a mentor mm. and I just I, you know held my arms out and said yes please I really feel like this is a possible future for yeah. me to yeah properly help yeah. others as a professional you know yeah. um i'm on a panel at the mindful drinking festival right in on the 18th and 19th of january if anyone's doing dry january mm. or thinking about being more mindful or giving up that's an amazing festival to go to join club soda on instagram is the link they have that but right. there's over ten thousand people that go for the doors and they've got lots of panel talks with some real wow. amazing people there wow. and it's two days it's a saturday and sunday yeah. so i'm talking about sober holidays because i have one right me and then we won one on the lorraine show oh right yeah and we we had this really really wow. posh villa in the mountains yeah. you know and that was my first sober holiday in I, I wasn't panicking, didn't know what to expect, but it ended up the most incredible experience really? for me. Yeah. Yeah, because I suppose, yeah, holidays, and you would think, oh, well, it's not going to be much fun if I can't have a drink. Well, yeah, <laughs> but part of me for the holiday was so I could drink even more. Yeah. But I, I would wake up early and I would get in the infinity pool at half five in the morning and watch the sun come yeah. up. And it was dead quiet. And to watch that come up on the horizon sober no hangover was a real real amazing experience wow. for me wow exciting news is that me and em we're thinking about 
collaborating to do an event together. Yeah, that would be great. To talk about mental health issues, oh, recovery. Yeah. Mm. And that is interesting because me and Em were talking the other day about recovery. You immediately assume it's to do with alcohol. But she's recovering from cancer. Yeah, yeah. You know, three times in 10 years. Mm. So there's a big discussion there. And for Em, I suppose it, it, that there's a lot of focus on the physical recovery for her. Yeah, yeah. But of course, there's that emotional, mental yeah. journey and and. I mean that's that's huge, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's so, massive, and yeah. the physical recovery for Em is just ridiculous because she had um, part of her lung removed mm. a few months ago, and then she had a mastectomy, mm. and she said to her doctor, "When can I start running again?" And he said, "Well, I'd leave it a month," and literally the day of that month after yeah. she was out, she did a five k. Wow. And she's doing the marathon in April. Is she? Yeah. And she's incredible. Wow. She's a real she is warrior. Incredible, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But the emotional side is another matter. This um, episode is going to go out on, uh, I think it's the 13th, so which is sort of midway through January. Um, have you got any sort of tips or you know, ideas for people who might be sort of wavering at this point and thinking, oh, I've done a couple of weeks. You know, yeah. I, do you see a lot of that on your with, with people that are interacting with you? You know, I, I get people that uh, message me and they say, do you know, what? I'm beginning to struggle a little bit and I don't think I can do this much longer and that. And I say, well, look, you've done two weeks now. Mm. Try and change the dialogue to... I still think I can do this. I'm just having a little bit of a waiver. Mm. But all I can say is the benefits will be towards the end of the month is you are going to sleep better. Your skin's going to look better because you've got rid of the toxins. Mm. There are a million benefits. You're going to have more money. Um, your social life, you, you can still go out and, and be careful what you drink. But just try and be positive. And I think by the time you get to the end of the month, when it comes to February, you're going to feel a lot more encouraged to think about your drinking yeah. and think, do you know what? I actually feel great now. Yeah. I've had a month off. I'm not going to start drinking in a week or I might just have one glass of wine or mm. I'm going to stop altogether. I think it's really important to do the 31 days yeah. and to see how you feel after that. Yes, yeah. And definitely not binge. No. on the 1st of February because that are just your body are going to some shock and be like what the hell is this yeah. you know yeah. if in that time you feel uncomfortable about a situation mm. or an event just don't go just don't go yeah you said that the other day yeah. I saw, uh, on just, it's all yeah. about self care yeah. think do you know what if I go I could jeopardise what I've done mm. already I'm feeling a little bit weak now mm. don't go have an early night, hot bath, mm. cup of cocoa and read a book yeah. in bed. And then in the morning you wake up thinking, oh, I'm really glad I didn't go yeah, to that. Yeah, of course you will. Cause it's uh, a- and if your friends are real, they'll understand. Finally, I have a question that I always ask guests who are at sort of the, the midlife stage, which is what is great about this stage of your life? In general, or because I've given up drinking, well, or all of it? Well, I or... suppose it's all tied in, isn't yeah. it? But I mean, it's the reason I ask is because I think being, you know, hitting your late forties, going into your fifties, yeah. isn't portrayed particularly well in the media. You know, it's, it's yeah. sort of like, oh, you're getting away. But actually, when I ask people, like it's a time of sort of enlightenment, yeah. I think, and a transitional time for, for yeah, many, many is. people in, uh, yeah. in great ways. Yeah, so, it is, yeah. because 
for me I met Em when I was 50 right and she really is the love of my yeah. life she's incredible oh, she's yeah. my best friend and I don't want that to sound like a cliche no she really really is and that really shines through I think yeah from, you know yeah, yeah. So. well when we met um she had been diagnosed a day before our first date and yeah. she told me the night before that she's got cancer and we met each other on a Saturday mm. and she said look you can just walk away because yeah. it's not fair on you and when she oh. went home I just sat there and thought you know what uh, there, there was a real connection yeah. there and I thought well you know <laughs> what am I meant to do with this mm. and it was a few days later that we, we were in the chemo ward mm. and that's how we got to know each other so I'm going to put links in the show notes with Dave and Em's details um, uh, and also for other sources of support and, and those things that you talked about that you've got um, coming up and where you're going to be speaking. So thank you so much, Dave, for sharing your story today and for and for doing so like every day on social media. Oh, it's as well. my pleasure, honestly. Thank, thank you. you. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming and podcast production. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.